And behold, a pale horse. And the name that sat on him was Yo! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podemic. I am your host, Matt Cohen. It is the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine? Question mark? Uh, I feel okay. I feel better because this week we are joined by friend of mine, friend of yours, and, and podcast guest, Ringer. You know, you, you bring this lady in when, when you've got the bases loaded and uh, other baseball analogies that I can't think of right now. Uh, it's Claire Grant, um, who I have had the pleasure of podcasting with on like six different podcasts at this point. And this episode uh, matches up to, if not uh, surpasses those last appearances. She's topped herself and she's never going to be able to come on again because it's how, how is she going to beat this one? Um, we are on day like, I don't know, 8,000 million of this quarantine, uh, insanity, and I've been playing a lot of video games, um, and that's what we're talking about this week. Me and Claire share a love of all things gaming videoly, and we decided to talk about that. Um, I should also preface this with saying we recorded this episode, uh, last week, uh, a couple days before the Final Fantasy VII remake came out. And while we talk about Final Fantasy VII a lot in this episode, I hadn't gotten my hands on that remake yet. I am now 20 hours into that remake, and uh, it's a good one. Uh, I'm having a great time. I'm tearing up a lot. Uh, if you're a Final Fantasy VII fan, I recommend you get your hands on this remake because it's a great distraction from the world outside right now. Uh, forget our world and go to the world of, of Midgar and all your buddies, and uh, and and that's that. I'm not being compensated in any way by the Square Enix Corporation, even though I wish I was. I'm looking for sponsors. Final Fantasy VII, if you need a sponsor, hit me up. I can, uh, I'll make up a Moogle song. Moogles, Moogles, everybody loves them. Give your money to Square Enix. See? Hit me up. My DMs are open. And and uh, without further ado, let's 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 get into... A video game chat. Let's stop chatting about video games and chat about video games. Uh, but with my very, very, very good friend, Claire Grant. And away we go. Claire <laughs> Grant. Why are you laughing before <laughs> I even say your name? <laughs> I don't know. Because you, you entertain me. We're off, we're off to a great start. I only hope I entertain uh, the listeners as well. Claire, what the fuck is going on in... <laughs> oh remember well, we're not allowed to talk the world we're not oh, allowed yes I'm we can sorry. say it's the end of the world we can't say why and we can't mention specific bad the, things but the words yeah gotcha. yeah but it's definitely the end okay. of the world we're all agreed on that for sure for sure yeah how is your yeah. end of the world going i mean um good days and bad days some days it feels like a normal Saturday or Sunday, maybe, and then other days I want to like kill me or my husband. <laughs> how often? How often is it uh, you want to kill yourself, and how often is it you want to kill your husband? I'd say definitely like at least two days a week. I want to kill myself. Okay, and. At least uh, two days a week, I wouldn't kill my husband. All right, it's a fair maybe, split. 
Yeah, yeah. And then we have uh, three days where we're like, <laughs> three days we're like oh, bliss. this could be great. <laughs> <laughs> Is it always the same uh, three days of happiness every week or does, does every day sort of shift? It sort of it sort of shifts like it's been um, like, you know, one of the two of us will be triggered by something and then it usually takes two days of getting ourselves out of it. <laughs> and then like, you know, like this week it was me first. This week I was triggered for sure. And I was like in a spiral for at least at least a day this time. And then. I woke up the next day feeling better, um, but Seth was not. And he was he was triggered, and then he was he was sad for two days. This is actually which... this is actually great though, because it's something I haven't brought up on the show before. Because we've just been talking about Joe Exotic and Animal Crossing, but like, <laughs> but, but this is a great aspect of this whole thing that we haven't explored. Because I'm alone with my with my dog, obviously, but like, I'm I'm chill. I I can't imagine going through this even with the person i love more than the world it's just like that's a lot of proximity and like i get i've gone on trips with people and like who i like was great with beforehand and then like a couple days in you're like oh we don't travel well together this is are you talking about me matt cohen no we, we travel great i think so too we do actually <laughs> no yeah we've never had a problem i get nervous in airports but you deal with it and you're very sweet um <laughs> uh no it's it's that like it's, I, I don't think there's anyone, it's, it's the idea of like, this is where you find out if you really travel well with your partner or your roommate or whoever you live with, because it's, it's like 24 seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Seth and I, I think one of the things that make us work as a couple is that we do really enjoy each other's company and we do travel well together and we do close encounters well. Um, and it's really just when, um, it, you it's, know, it's the other like stuff, right? It's I, I imagine yeah. you're triggered by the outside world. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. yes. And then things that we would normally be tolerant of the other person's behavior sort of become intolerable, and then that's that's sort you know, and then it's like, oh, I get it. I get it. I mean, yeah. I don't even I don't even have a human around me. And I know that like when I'm extra on edge, if my dog like won't come in from the backyard, I'll just collapse to the ground and start crying. Oh, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on, man. Just with every fucking thing else going on, just help me out a little bit. <laughs> so I would imagine it's the same with with a partner where you're like, um, I, I can hardly manage to, to get my own shit together. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also really great too to like the the rest of it it's like i am grateful that i have someone who is there to like talk me out of it or um you know make me feel like i'm not uh, alone well, and you're, that that's it. you're not alone you know? right <laughs> mhm yeah so the good days are good the good days are good okay. So the good days are good, and that's what we're here to talk about and honestly like we've been finding a little bit again this is only the third episode so it's still finding its form but like it seems like the 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 formula has been like we talk a little bit about the world in general and then we hone in on something i know we both share in common and can talk about and and this is something that people i think people who usually don't do what we do all day every day are, are finding that and that's video games <laughs> like the yes. world is suddenly like Oh, maybe it does make sense for me to play a game for eleven hours straight <laughs> when there's nothing yeah. else going on, right? Like, and I think 
we what did we initially bond over? We, like, I, you were always a gamer, so I always knew you loved video games. But I think the first time the two of us were on this, like, hooked on the same game, and I don't, I know I'm not supposed to bring this up because it's a trigger <laughs> for both of us. But, I've thought about it so many times the last three weeks, Matt. Did, you don't even know. Did you really? Have you debated yes. on reinstalling it? I have. Yeah. Do you have it installed, or and you don't play it, or you have deleted from your phone? I buried it in a folder on my phone so that I wouldn't see it just scrolling through. Um, but I have not deleted it because even though I know all of that information will be stored on their server because they never want me to leave them, I still would never take a chance of losing my farm. So ladies and gentlemen, she just gave a little bit of a clue, but if you're like, oh, what video game could be captivating Matt and Claire so much that they spend <laughs> their lives talking about it? It's Farmville 2. <laughs> <laughs> country escape <laughs> oh so good we, oh man look I haven't played that game in probably almost two years at this point it's not on my phone very much on purpose I've moved on my addictions to other iPhone games which we'll get into but like Claire <laughs> we played so, we did so much fucking farming I loved it and you I loved had it, it so down, much and you were so much better at me because A you had it down to a system you had spreadsheets with like all of the crop <laughs> rotation times and like you knew how much milk would come from each different cow and stuff like that and you also did something and I hope I'm not giving too much away but you also did something that I had never heard of before and hadn't seen again until the last few weeks with Animal Crossing and that is you were time skipping your phone so you could do better <laughs> at the game and I and you were like try it out and I did once and then all of my texts and Instagram and everything got fucked up because my phone never knew what day it was Oh, yeah, you can't do it past a certain time at night because it'll change it to the next day. And yep. Yeah. So it would say, like, oh, I received this text on Wednesday and I responded on Monday. And I would go, like, oh, no, phone, you're dumb because I cheated at a farm game. <laughs> and that, was, that was, like, the final uh, straw where I was like, am I je jeopardizing the rest of my life so I can get bigger chickens or whatever? However, that game was fucking great. Oh, do you I remember all our pets? So much. I got a fox. I got all oh, so much time spent on Farmville. Yeah, and again, it felt I had so many assistants, little farm hands, so many dogs and and cat. I mean, like I had I, I had, had that greyhound with the sweater. Look, it felt wasted. Oh. It felt wasted at the time. Whereas now, it feels like that seems like a very valuable uh, use of, use of my day in a world where there's nothing else going on. I think anything that distracts me from being on social media is is okay. I agree. And I also think, and I've talked about this with other people, but like video games are easy right now because they're total escape distraction, right? Like reading a book, fucking tough right now because it's silent and it's contemplative and your thoughts can kick in, right? Like even, I'm not even able to concentrate on a movie right now, but I can mindlessly play video games all day long. Yeah, I... That's yes. Yes. That's it's my it's my favorite escape more than any other escape ever. Uh, it's all I want to do all the time. And sometimes I'll even be productive in the mornings just so I can alleviate some of the guilt that I know I'm going to feel after playing the same game for 10 hours. Yeah, you're earning your video game time. I get it. I, I, yeah. I absolutely like when I and this isn't even just quarantine time or like iPhone games in general but like if I go and buy a new PlayStation 4 game let's say like uh if if the world was normal let's say Final Fantasy remake had come out I'd buy it in the morning mm -hmm. right 
I wouldn't let myself play it until all of my responsibilities were done and my house was clean because I need to feel like I've earned it. And I don't want to feel like I am um, distracting myself from other responsibilities with this video game. I want to feel like the video game is the reward for doing my responsibilities, typically, right? Yes, and I agree with that. But there are certain video game franchises that, for me... Um, give me carte blanche to throw everything else out of the other rules and systems that I put into place so that I don't feel guilty about playing video games. I can just throw it all away. Final Fantasy is one of those. So you're just, so you just like, you drop everything because it's Final Fantasy yes. time. I respect everything. that. I respect that. I think mine is more of an OCD thing. Like, and it, and it weirdly enough, it's the more I care about the franchise, the more perfect the moment has to be. I almost think of it like a romantic date. Like if I get a new Fallout game, I'm not just going to put it on and like with a dirty house and laundry to do because it's disrespectful to the experience. I need like candles lit and I need my house to be perfect and clean and like a glass of wine or some shit. And I'm like, all right, Fallout. Now, now is your time. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess I feel like that. I guess I, I understand. I like having... Um, the clean space and in, in front of me, I like for my field of vision to be clean. You do. So not so distracted. We've talked about that. Candles. Every time but, you've ever come to my house, you've been like, I, I don't understand how you can play video games. Cause there's things on the wall back next to the TV. Like my TV is basically nestled in a wall of like artwork and random shit. And you're like, Nope, blank walls only. No peripheral yeah, vision TV, distractions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've gone through yeah. this. Yeah, you've got your own video game etiquette, and I respect it. So, what, <laughs> like, so our our love of Farmville gave you don't play. Are you playing any iPhone games these days, or no? Um, so I still play Solitaire probably every day. Okay, that's respectable. See, my Farmville addiction switched hardcore into a gardenscapes and homescapes addiction. Are you familiar I can't with those even two think games? about it. I know exactly what you're talking about in my brain. They're the match I, three games, mm-hmm. and I have a lot mm-hmm. of them on mm-hmm. my phone because I need to build those fucking houses. <laughs> oh, God, I, yeah. got, I got priorities. Yeah, I'm honestly scared to play um, Animal Crossing. I'm scared. <sighs> like, here's the thing. I'm scared about what that's going to do to me. The burnout rate is pretty quick, in my opinion, and I hate to offend any Animal Crossing devotees out there listening and i love animal crossing i've played every iteration of it but like i know people playing 15 hours a day and they have a million dollars in the bank and they have every fish and their houses are recreations of the fucking the the samurai fight scene from kill bill like no i play for like an hour a day and then i go all right there's nothing to do in this fucking game (laughs) but that hour is fun though every morning i do immediately turn on my animal crossing to see like the development from the night before, like what bridges got built or what new people moved in. But there's not much to do in the game. I honestly don't think you'd like it. Really? Yeah, there's not much to do. It's it's kind of just like everyone happy village, like decorate your room game. There's no real objectives to it. And I know yeah. you're very objective based. You're like, I got to get that fucking big cow. So you'll grind I, for yeah. it. There's really nothing to... <laughs> Cause, but, yeah, it, but, right. it, but it affects your gameplay. Once you have a bigger cow in Farmville, it gives more milk. The thing in Animal Crossing is there's no real functionality changes. You just get like different outfits and different ways to decorate your room. So what I've been finding, the, the way to have the most fun with it is to kind of hack it and just do whatever you want. So like 
Um, last night, uh, for example, I went to knock on one of my villagers' doors, and they said, hey, I'm not feeling so great. Come back tomorrow. And I went, oh, God. It's on my fucking island. So I called friend of the show, Sean Pasquale, and he jumped on my island, and we quarantined Sprinkles the Penguin my, ourselves. We built a fence around her house, and we put up skulls everywhere, and now she's not allowed out. <laughs> like oh that's, my that's how you have fun. The actual game itself, there's not much to do, but you can make whatever games you want in it, which, which, is, which is I'm finding more fun. Also, don't you have it? Why haven't you started it yet? Um, I still don't have it um oh I no was, right, uh, never mind sorry like sorry sorry like i brought thing. up it's like a whole thing ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna get i'm gonna give away two things about my friend claire grant you should know if you want to trigger her don't mention animal crossing and her availability to play it and don't mention the film uncut gems and i'm sorry i just oh said those my, fucking words why would you do that to me <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast uh, entirely where Claire just <laughs> screams for an hour at Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so you're not playing Animal Crossing. What are you playing? Because I know you're playing video games right now. Are you st- Claire, can I give... Uh, I'm going to give one other factoid about you because I know what you're about to say and then I'm going to let it go. My okay. good friend Claire Grant has put more hours into the video game Witcher 3 than any human being on the planet, than the amount of time it took to develop and code that game. Claire has doubled the amount. She's playing a game almost daily four years later. And I know there's a lot to do in that game, but like in that time where she's played Witcher, she went like, I really love Witcher. And I went, oh, you should try Skyrim. And she downloaded Skyrim and has never touched it because Witcher (laughs) is the only thing that rocks her boat. Why are you still playing Witcher? Um, <laughs> I love it so much. I well, I played it. Um, I didn't play it that first year it came out. I played it the year after that because honestly, the first time that I I played it, I bought it right away, and then I was like, "Fuck this game!" Or maybe I think like something else came out that I was like, "Ooh, priority," and then. After one game of the year, I was like, I should try that game. It's right at my alley. And I played it and then I became obsessed with it. And I was like, This is this is my this is my favorite game. This is this is great. This is greatest Xbox game ever. I'm very happy. And then um I took a I took a year off of it and had you beat then, it? Had you beat it before you took a year off? Oh yeah, I beat it. I I literally I explored. Ed, there's not a single question mark on any you of my maps. You have 100% completion rate on Witcher. Um, I do, but not. I haven't done all of the. I haven't. You know how like there's all those extra achievements that you can do. Sure, like Xbox achievements. You mean? Yeah, I haven't done all of those. I haven't done all of those. I don't ever actually get 100%. I've on never achievements. Ever. I've never ever gotten 100% on a game. I don't think. I think the closest. Really? I've got, yeah, I don't like. I'm. Once I, even Assassin's Creed, I get really like bored once I beat a game, even if it's an open mm. world. Like I'd say Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the closest I've gotten where I was like, I'm going to grind and fucking literally get everything that ever happened. And then at a certain point, I was like, how many more crocodiles can I kill? Also, I should be yeah. working. <laughs> That's like the constant struggle with video games is is the like, oh, this is great. What do I get when I get that achievement? Oh, nothing in real life. Oh, <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Witcher is your the outcome. It's like you actually can't play the same game twice unless you make all of the same choices every single time. And honestly, 
the first time that I played the game, I only like half knew what I was doing because I, I have this problem of like, I don't ever read the instructions for anything ever. Like it doesn't matter what it is, video games, putting furniture together. I don't fucking read the yep. instructions. I just go right, right into it, which is what I did for Witcher. And I realized about halfway through, I was like, huh, what is this? And then when I researched it, I was like, oh my God. I could have been doing this the whole time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, it's whole the time. worst. I, the, and I started changing yes. <laughs> the, one I, the they, way they, that I was playing the game. And I, no matter what, I made so many bad decisions in the game that I got the worst possible outcome for the game. And Geralt ended the game like sad and alone <laughs> with no one around. And I was like, that is not what I want for Geralt. And so I hit game plus and I... Started the game all over again. What does game and plus mean? I don't have Xbox. Is that an Xbox thing? No, it's an all it's an all Witcher three game. Like oh, okay. once you've beaten the game, you can start a new. Um, you can start it all over again um, by clicking game plus. Do you retain new game plus? Do you retain exp and weapons and stuff? Yes. Okay. That yes. makes sense. And they make everyone um, harder. So that that's actually really fun. Is that am I yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I'm doing. I'm playing the game. A totally different way than I played it before and making all new decisions and not being just a brutal, murderous asshole. I want to get the best ending. I want to do what's right for everyone. <laughs> what's so funny is so like you, there are so many other games in this genre that, that are like Witcher that you would love, but I feel like you would never even give a shot because you're just Witcher only. Like, you never got into Fallout. You never got into Skyrim. Am I right? Like, you never. You, did well, you... I can't play first person games. I can't do it. Oh, it makes me nauseous. It makes you nauseous. Like, I'll yeah. play for a couple hours and then I get sick. And there's only the game so me, much of that yeah. that I can put myself through. And unfortunately, a lot of the games that you're talking about are first person games. Yeah, you're right. I think Dragon Age is first person. Most of the like RPG yes. adventure games, Shadow of Mordor, those Lord of the Rings games are very similar to Witcher, but I think they're first person. Uh, Tomb Raider Sh and Uncharted. Shadow of Mordor is. is. <laughs> you love Tomb Raider and Uncharted, though, right? Um, yeah, I love all, like, I'm really into the, I love action games, like any action game I'm totally down for. Would um, you say Witcher 3 is your favorite video game of all time? I think it's definitely in my top five, but, um, what else? What else you got in that top five? Let's do, let's do this. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Super Metroid is definitely top five. That is the one for GameCube? The that's for the Super Nintendo. Okay. okay. GameCube was Prime. Uh, Metroid Prime, Prime right? and actually yeah, yeah. how I discovered that first-person shooters make me sick. <laughs> I, well, I discovered it when I was like 10 years old and playing that Star Wars Dark Forces game. And I was like, how come it feels like I'm going to throw up every three minutes? Like, I, I remember it also, because I don't play that many first-person shooters, so every once in a while I'll turn on a game, I'll be playing it, and then I will need to lay down and I'll go like, oh man, I'm getting sick, that sucks. And then I'll feel better and then I'll play the game again and I'll need to lay down and I'll go, oh, right, video game. That's what's, yeah. that's what's making me feel like I want to fucking die right now. Yeah. Um. So, like, I can't play Call... I can't play first-person shooters for that reason. Mm -mm. Yeah, especially, like, the faster they are, the worse it goes. Like, I'm trying, actually, I just uh, started playing Sea of Thieves. Um, that's the pirate So many game, friends right? on it yeah. who were obsessed. And I like pirates. Um. And I played the other day for like three hours and I didn't get sick and that was very promising. And I, yeah, yeah, that's about it. Like that's, 
that's the that's the most non sick I've gotten on a first person shooter game. I even I've tried I try anytime like a new like sensation comes like I tried um God, what's the name of that one that uh Blackman is obsessed oh, with? It's either Overwatch or Destiny. I don't know the difference. Destiny. Okay. Destiny. I tried Destiny and it, I had the same thing where like it was just hard. it was it just made me it just made me sick. Yeah, I mean But I tried. Doom and Wolfenstein famously when I was a kid like I could not play those fucking games and it took me until last year when I got diagnosed with my balance disorder to find out why certain people are susceptible and it's, it's motion sickness like that it's just a form of vertigo so it, it's it, yeah it's it's and it's odd which games do it and which don't like I can play some first person shooters and some just instantly make me sick so it, it's really a bummer when I buy a new yeah. video game and I'm like oh fuck I can't do this one you know yeah. What um Yeah, I'm really worried about um like I've never been more excited about a video game to come out as I am for uh cyber, you, you, Cyberpunk. Oh yeah. But you know, at the same time. But it's the Witcher it's first person but it's game. The, it's the Witcher engine. A, isn't it? I know. That's why I'm excited about it, but oh, it's okay. a first person game. Oh, but it is for Witcher is exclusively third, you can't switch back and forth. I don't remember. No, you cannot switch. It is a third-person game. All right, so let me think. You said Super Metroid. I'll go. My my favorite, my single favorite video game of all time is also a Super Nintendo game, and it's uh, Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars. Yeah, oh, that's a great game. Uh, it's, so like when I was, I want to say like ten years old, I had, I had a friend named Joe Choi who used to play all these like import Japanese PlayStation or not even PlayStation Nintendo games at the time. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I smoke weed. That's not the other thing. Um, I have to clarify. Uh, so he was playing like Secret of Mana and Chrono Trigger and like oh, Final Fantasy three. So when I was really young, I got exposed to JRPGs, and and mm -hmm. that became that my, was mostly what I played. That became my life. And like while Mario RPG is not a straight up turn based word fighting JRPG, it's like the best blend of of all of it's like Earthbound meets Final Fantasy. Um, and it's my fucking favorite. Like, it's got the best story. Like, it's got those weird characters that only exist in that Mario game and never come back ever. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I love, yep. I love Mario RPG. I'd say I've played that game in its entirety like thirty times in my life. Yeah, I've played it a lot. I have a um. My, in fact, my last tattoo I got was I got the sword Exor from Mario RPG. Like the guy who yeah, like lands cool. on the castle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Love that game. What else you got? Um, Final Fantasy two. Which um, is three in America? No, it's it's Final Fantasy two in America and Final okay. Fantasy five five in, in Japan. Japan. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two. That's your favorite Final Fantasy game? Oh, for sure. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've yeah. ever met someone who hasn't said seven, eight, or nine. That's awesome. Well, most people that tell you seven, eight, or nine didn't play Final Fantasy game until Final Fantasy seven, and yes. that may have even been their very first introduction to role playing games. And for me, Final Fantasy VII, while it was absolutely a, like, um, it was a game-changing, you know, it was like a, it was like a groundbreaking game. Um, it was a departure for from, like, what Final Fantasy actually was as a brand. And it was a little disheartening for me, honestly. So it will never be my favorite game. Um, it will never be my favorite Final Fantasy game. I totally appreciate 
that it's a lot of people's introduction to uh, fantasy and role playing. But is it um, is it the shift from straight up fantasy and like knights and stuff to that weird steampunky dystopian Final Fantasy? Is that what did it? Um, it's that, and also they just sort of left. They abandoned the mythology be- behind Final Fantasy. Oh right, I forgot. Those first games have they kind of have a, a mythology, co- a cohesive yeah. mythology with the crystals and all that shit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the weird yeah. thing is while I love the, that franchise and nine is weirdly enough my favorite out of all of them. I love that one because yes, that's a it's throwback to the new ones. yeah because yes. it's got like and I love VV is my favorite Final Fantasy character. Oh ever. my god, me too. The little mage, yeah, yeah. So nine is definitely my favorite, but but yeah. I think even nine it, it, it is a big departure from those early games. But even then, I don't know what the fucking story is of seven. Like. I can kind of tell you the story of Seven to a point, and I can I can tell you what happens in the game and the plot, but I don't really understand it. Like yeah. for me, the Final Fantasy games were never about story; they were just about like grinding. Oh. Like like Not like me. like Final it was Fantasy all about was, the story. Seven That's was actually f- what really? made me fall in love with those games. Was I was a really big reader. Um, like a huge reader. I would just like, that was my thing when I was a kid. And then I discovered video games and I discovered dragon warrior one really early on. And so much of um, early role-playing games before video cutscenes was just a picture on a screen. And then like scrolls and scrolls and scrolls and scrolls of uh, script. And you'd read this story and um it was for me it was all about the story like i I say final fantasy 2 is my favorite game not just for the game but also for the story like i loved it i could literally tell you everything that happened to that game from start to finish right now like i remember that story so well i that game was so memorable to me and it's always been about this the stories like i like the grinding I'm into the grinding because I I also really I'm into you care about the characters, the skills, yeah. and the in the character builds. But like it's just as much about the story for me. That's what like, what propelled my love for it. Well, what's funny is felt like interactive books. So I'll give you another one of my favorite games. That's a JRPG that most people don't consider or realize is a JRPG because they've never touched this franchise. However, no story whatsoever, and that's Pokemon Blue. So like. I was already too old for Pokemon when Pokemon first came out. I was probably in like seventh or eighth grade. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is this shit? I saw like the cards and I saw like the anime and I was like, Ugh. and then I think I was reading it like an EGM or something or some video game magazine. And I saw a screenshot of Pokemon and I saw fight retreat. I saw a JRPG turn-based um, screen and I was like, wait a minute, is Pokemon just Final Fantasy? And it's not, obviously, mm-hmm. story-wise, but, but it's a turn-based JRPG, and that's why I was always so obsessed with Pokemon. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people who never played those early games or have, or have only started with, like, Pokemon Go or the Let's Go Pikachu mm-hmm. shit or the new one, they don't realize, like, those are straight-up fucking JRPGs, and they're pretty fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was in college when those games came out, so I definitely didn't play them uh, myself, but I had several friends who were really into them, Um, and my uh, brothers, who are 13 and uh, 12 years younger than me, were obsessed with them, and I sort of... um, 
Like I understood, like I knew that they were JRPGs. I understood that I would probably love them. My roommate at the time actually was obsessed with Pokemon and, and had a Game Boy Color just to play uh, the Pokemon games. But I just, um, you know, I was in college and working full time and I just didn't have time. When I was in college, I had a no video game rule unless a sequel to a franchise that I will play until I die came out. So what system did you miss out on? Like what console was your college years that you weren't playing? Um, well, I, it was the PlayStation. Well, the PlayStation, I had a PlayStation and I would play like if a final fantasy game came out, I would play that. Um, and I also had a Nintendo, like I've always bought whatever system, was happening. I always bought whatever Nintendo was happening. And for a while I was, um, I used to be very, um, I used to be very hardcore. I will only play on one system. Like when I was a kid, it was Nintendo and I refused to play Atari or Sega because I loved Nintendo so much. And I was loyal. Sure. You were loyalist. Yeah. 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 And so I wouldn't play the Dreamcast. I wouldn't play, I wouldn't play anything other than Nintendo because I was loyal. And then when final fantasy decided that they were not going to put their game on a, on cartridges because Nintendo was so on cartridges, they they were going to go to a disc and move over to PlayStation. Sony, yeah. I was like, I guess I'll buy a PlayStation so I can play Final Fantasy. And that's that's what I did. And, that, and then I was like, I'm going to be loyal to PlayStation. And so I didn't buy that first Xbox. But then when the Xbox 360 came out, I was like, you know what? It's stupid to be loyal. I'm just like hurting myself. I'm going to buy everything. Uh, so what? here's what's funny about me, and I think you know this. So like I'm, I'm not a loyalist per se in the sense that like I think I've owned every Sega. Since I'm like, I didn't own Atari and I didn't own the Master System because I'm too young. But I've had like every iteration of Game Boy and every iteration of Nintendo except for I never had a GameCube and I never had a Wii U. Those two I didn't do. Yeah. Um, but I've had every Sony thing. I've never owned a Microsoft system. I when I lived in Ver, uh, Vermont, I was pl- I had moved up with my PlayStation Two, and I had gotten bored. I played every game, and Xbox had just come out, and Halo was the big hit. And I remember vividly, I traded in my PlayStation Two at a GameStop. I got an Xbox and a Halo. I went home. I played it for an hour. I went back to the GameStop and got my PlayStation back. And I've never owned a Xbox since. I can't even use the controllers on an Xbox. Have you tried the newer controllers? Yeah, they're, they're still they're still that's the whole like inhuman I to my hands. For Xbox over PlayStation is the I really? prefer the Xbox. Oh, they're so clunky and giant. Controller. I also think like the PlayStation, and this is where I get into my Sony loyalist shit. I just think it's sexier. Like I, I think the Xbox is like it's it's. I don't know. I never got into Xbox. I never cared about online games. I never cared about a community. Stop it. I seriously. Mm-hmm. I, I never played World yeah. of Warcraft. I've never played an MMORPG. I don't like online games to this day. Video games are a thing I do to kill time when people aren't around. I, if people are willing to talk to me, I'd much rather be talking to them than playing video games with them. You know, um, I feel the same way. Video games are always so passive for me. thing. I've for never me. had yeah. an interest in playing other people. It's like I don't want anyone else to interfere at that time. If there's a two-player game, and I had like I had video game buddies, like my friend Caleb, he and I always played games together. Um, but like the fir- the only MMO game I've ever been into was World of Warcraft. And actually, Matt, the day that I met you, 
was the day on your podcast was the day that those girls convinced me to start World War. Is that true? And I went, yes, it is true. <laughs> and I went home that night. I downloaded the game. My Lynn met me in the server in the game. I jumped on the back of whatever flying creature she had at the time. <laughs> And I was like, I think I cried. I think I cried. I was like, I can't believe <laughs> I've been, been missing de- depriving yourself of that for so long. It's like one of the most vivid memory. It's like I it's like my first memory of being inside World of Warcraft is like a real memory of something I experienced on my own. I could cry thinking about That's it amazing. right now. Like, I, and I think we've even had this conversation, me, you and, and, and mutual friend Michelle Morrow about like. Like, I don't consider myself a gamer while I play a lot of video games because I think I, once the online component started and the, like, Twitch of it all and the, like, watching other people play video games and speedrunning, I just stopped caring, kind of. You know what I mean? So, like, while I love video games and play video games pretty much all day every day, I, I... I, I am not a part of that community, as it were, in my mind at least. Like, and that's okay with me. Um, but that's what stopped me from ever getting really competitive or, or into these kind of online games. Or even like the few times I would play Call of Duty online and someone would call me like a fucking ethnic slur for a Jew, I'd go like, all right, I'm out of here. Like, it's not a fun world online gaming. I like playing games with my friends, but like the concept of like meeting the rest of the world in an environment where they have like that mask of anonymity and can say whatever they want seems like scary to me. Yeah, I hated, I hated, um, I hate that part about it. Um, and when I play World of Warcraft, I don't even, I don't even raid with with people. I, it is a solo experience for me. Like, I like being like, I don't even, you know, like if I'm playing Xbox, Eric Blackman constantly try to get me to just join a party with him so that I can talk to him while I'm playing. And I don't want that. I don't want to be on a headset with you. I want to. I want to be Geralt. I want to kill things and buy badass armor and make it look pretty. I love that, but I think that adds to the enjoyment of things. And I, I don't do that. Weirdly enough, I don't do that with video games. Unless uh, sometimes I do. But but the whole idea of um, suspending your disbelief and kind of trying to place yourself in that character's shoes. Weirdly enough, I do that at theme parks. So if I'm on like the the line for Indiana Jones, I'll start going like, all right, maybe maybe I am like an explorer in the jungle right now, and these other people. I build little stories for myself. When I used to go hiking on Runyon, I'd have to pretend that werewolves were chasing me. Oh, I love I love doing that. I love doing that. Give yourself little challenges. Give Um, myself theme music and yeah, that's what I mean. So, (laughs) um, give me another. What's another one of your favorites of all time? Favorite of all time. Okay, so we said Metroid, Super Metroid. We said Final Fantasy Two. Final Fantasy Two. We said Witcher. Obviously. Um, honestly, I think um, it could be a franchise there, too. It, it can. It, what'd you say? It could be a franchise too. Like I know of uh, you know a franchise of games you like doesn't have to be an individual game. For sure. Um, I already know what my next two are. My next two. Um, one of them is the um, uh, one of them is. Zelda A Link to the Past, also on the Super Nintendo. Okay. That's the good one. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the other one is that very first Tomb Raider remake that came out like 10 or so years ago. The, the okay, the, the... Rise of the, the Tomb Raider? Yes, the remake. I, th- I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The, the first of the, of the two new games that have been out so far. 
Right. I think there are, are three games that have been out. Are there Am three? I? I think there are two only. But regardless, I, the one that was controversial with they cut the like abuse scene or whatever, like that first Lara game where it's her first adventure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have no. What you're talking? I have no idea what you're talking about with the controversial. Anything, so there was yes, a there game. was an implied rape scene around a fire that they had to change the dialogue of. If you remember in that oh. game when Lara gets to the jungle and she meets like the bad guys and they capture her, there is yeah. a they had to cut a part of that scene where the guy gets like uncomfortably close and starts touching her shoulders and shit. Oh, and people were like, "What? Hey, what's up with that scene in this game?" Oh, oh yeah, Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah. So that like that Tomb Raider Venice. Do you remember Venice specifically? That level where you could like steal the boats and like drive under like that rich guy's mansion and shit like that. Uh, uh, that game was yes. Because the first game was all caves and temples and stuff, and that second game you got to like be in cities. It, it, mm-hmm. it was so fucking good. I love Tomb Raider. It was so good. Me too. I love Tomb Raider. Yeah. I wish the movies Tomb- were better. Actually, those <laughs> games, the the new ones. Um, those are the ones that like, I do not stop playing until I get a hundred percent of the game. Yeah. You do love, I'd say out of the game, the Witcher and Tomb Raider are your games. <laughs> in recent years. <laughs> I do least. love them. I do love them. In recent years, at least. I, so like, I'm huge on, I'd say my other favorite game and it's tough, right? Picking a fallout and I love Skyrim too, but like, so I, when I went to work on that Kevin Smith movie cop out, um, in New York, I brought my PlayStation with me and I like didn't really have many games and i remember on our first like off day we went to a best buy or something and there was a big display for for fallout 3 at that time and i had never even heard of that game it was the game of the year edition had already come out and they had a giant uh power suit armor guy like a model in the middle of the best buy and i was like the fuck is this game so i like picked up the box and i googled it on my phone and the reviews were great and i was like all right let's try this out and then i was the most blown away i've ever been by a video game engine in my life like the uh, the Fallout is my franchise now. Like more than game, more than Grand Theft Auto, or more than Red Dead Redemption, and more than even Final Fantasy. Like a new Fallout game to me is the most important thing in the world. Those are the games I put three hundred hours in uh, on each gameplay, and those are like to me that's the most immersive. And it gets repetitive if you've never played a Fallout game, or if you played all of them. Like it's a Fallout game. There's nothing really new in each one, but. I am so familiar and comfortable with that world. Like, you, I don't need... You can throw... Give me a new Fallout game right now. I can blind do the controls. I remember them for my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it is mm-hmm. the... It, it feels like another part of my body when I'm playing it. Like, 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 I am so attuned to that game and that genre and that franchise. And I'm really excited for their their outer space game that's coming out. Bethesda's doing, like, Skyrim or Fallout, but in outer space... That, yeah. that's their next game but like i man i love those games and i'll never forget like those are games where that was the first time where i played a game and i played la confidential and, and like heavy rain and other they called them like branch so you can play first person shooter games uh yeah it depends so if it's i can play i can play first person action adventure games all day every day it's it's the hmm. it's um i think it's called strafing it's the like hip movement from side to side where the screen moves horizontally really quickly in a lot of those shooting games, that's what fucks me up, um, oddly enough. Interesting. It's, it's a frame rate Yeah, I can't thing. play that game. I can't. I, I wish I could. Oh, oh, I wish you could too. I wish you could too. I think it's the fact that I can see arms maybe helps me also. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like, do I don't know that, like, I don't know the difference. Be- and I wish some, maybe someone out there would know, but like the difference between Doom and Fallout, why one makes me nauseous and one doesn't. I, I have, 
no clue. It's also like the speed of it. Like if if the guy moves too quickly in a game, I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah but those games like changed my fucking life in terms of. I didn't know it, it. It took every element from every game I loved and just mashed them up into one. Like the and and they're similar to Witcher, but they're they kind of started that 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 genre of like they're technically RPGs because you can like you know build if you're a brawler you can like build up your strength or or change this about you, but they're just giant action games combined with shooters, and that's why I like those Fallout games so much. Like they they are. Every franchise Frankenstein into like one incredible epic series. Yeah, and that's my rent for. Fallout. I mean, I guess Send maybe me I stuff. like um, Witcher so much because it's like all of my favorite things. It's it's yes. um it's like late. It's like a, a, a role playing game, and it's set in a fantasy world that I like, but it's an action game. And, um, but I think, yeah. I think you and just, na- I think you nailed it though. I think, and, but I think that has to do with a lot of stuff. Like you love straight up fantasy. You love, you love Game of Thrones and you love, um, Wheel of Time. And, and you, like, that is a genre you love, right? And always have, even when you were a little, like a little kid, you used to read fantasy books. Yeah. It's my number one genre for sure. Whereas my version of fan, like I'm not a sci-fi guy and I'm not a dragon guy. My favorite, like my favorite, and I know you've read this too, but like Stephen King's Dark Tower is my favorite fantasy oh, yeah, series. Yeah. I like a little bit of weird. But that's also fantasy. That's his fantasy series. It is, but it's I like a little bit of dystopian fantasy. I like Kurt Vonnegut. I like Stephen King. Oh, I, Kurt Vonnegut's my favorite, but he's not fantasy. He's straight up sci-fi. It's a little, but sci-fi is a subgenre. I'd say, like, of fantasy. I mean, unless you're talking about straight up, like, oh, swords, swords that, and sandals. But... I mean, look, like, I never bought, I never, here's my example. Like, I never read books from the fantasy section of the bookstore. Those, like, small paperbacks with, like, a dragon or a knight on the front. I never got into that kind of fantasy. Lord of the Rings was the closest I got, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my preferred genre was always like monsters or the occult or like dark you know what i mean so that's why i think fallout speaks to me where witcher speaks to you that's all i'm trying to say is because yeah we have you know what i mean i never got into battlestar yeah. galactica or star trek or anything like that but that's straight up sci-fi i love both of those that's straight up sci-fi yeah i know i never you I always, never watched the newer uh battlestar i did i watched like a season or two I stopped watching it. Oh, <laughs> oh buddy, like I, it's so good. Like I watched more of Fringe than I watched Battlestar. I love Fringe because <laughs> I love Fringe because Fringe was fucking weird. Oh, so good! Give Wasn't me that it, show again. Wasn't it great? Like it got look once I they started it. once they started doing the whole like the Walter Nets and the two universes colliding. It got a little less good, but like what a great idea for a show. Yeah, seriously. Lost heroes like those. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've never been proc- like I've never stopped. You myself. like modern fantasy. You don't like high fantasy. That's what it is. Ah, that's the. I don't like period fantasy. Yes, I like. You, I, it's yes. called high fantasy. Yeah, you don't like high fantasy. You just like modern fam- fantasy. High fantasy means like kings and queens and knights and dragons and stuff and like wizards yes, and witches. Yes. And mi- yeah, that's not my thing and yep. never has been. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like yeah. But hey, but there's yeah. but there's room for everyone, and that's why video games are great, right? Because like, I know a lot of people who won't touch Grand Theft Auto because it's they just think it's gross. You know what I mean? But I love uh-huh. I love it though. Like I don't. Uh, yeah. Did you ever play those games? Yeah, I did. I 
Oh God, which ones did I play? I think I played Grand Theft Auto Five or Liberty I City I and San Andreas. They're they're monotonous, so I don't really care anymore. But yeah, I remember when they were hot and awesome. I like that company. I think I thought Red Dead, the new Red Dead that came out, was a masterpiece. If you, if- I couldn't stop playing Witcher. <laughs> that's, well, that's your problem with video games in general, dude. Every time I recommend a game to you, you're like, great, I'll buy that. And sometimes I, I, I really think you do, and they're just sitting in plastic in a room somewhere while you're playing Witcher all day, every day. <laughs> did you did you like uh, the Witcher you know show? What? Did you like the, I loved the, show. the Netflix show? I've read every book. I, you know, like, I just really love the, I love all of that. I love Here, it. Here's what's funny about me and you and Witcher. So for a while, I was confusing Witcher because again, I played Witcher. Like I, I, I think I own it. Like I bought, I played Witcher in its entirety, but I play most of those kind of big first party, like game of the yeary action games. So I was confusing Witcher with a game called Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, uh huh. And that game is very silly tonally. Yeah. Like very silly, like goofy and overly sexual, and like just very silly. So when this Witcher show came out, I was like, well, this will be fun. It's like that goofy, like, fantasy show. And then five minutes in, I went... It's so dark. Oh, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. (laughs) I I love it. I only made it... I made it to... He kills that spider, and then I'm done. Because, like, it's when... You mean the intro? Yeah. You made it to the intro? Three times I made it to the intro of the Witcher Netflix show before I quit every time. Uh, In my personal opinion, we don't get enough of him destroying monsters and being a badass in the show. That's all I want. All I want is more. And every time that they give us a little hint of Geralt being Geralt, I'm like, oh, yes, please, this is what I want. And then they stop and they go back to the story. What do you like? like, He's a very serious... Is he very serious in the game, too? I can't remember. Yes. And you like that? He is. You like that fucking serious fucking it. asshole? I love it. I love it so much. He's he no is, fun. Yes. He's no fun, that no, guy. No, yes, he is fun. He has humor, Matt. He is so <laughs> humorous when he wants to be. So He's the most funny. So, Claire, I turn on the intro and he's fighting a spider and I go like, all right, it's a cool spider. And then he does the Witcher thing where his face turns into like pale and he gets those weird eyes. And I went, oh, right. Because he just ate. He had to drink some potion to make himself uh, stronger in a way that would kill an insectoid yeah it's too much for me claire <laughs> oh my god it's so scientific give me That's west world like it. give me west like, world i like strategizing i love strategizing i love being like okay this is my enemy if i do if i buff myself in this this that and the way if i do this and i do this and i come at it from this angle then i'll fucking destroy it like that instead of just like pounding at it with a sword. I like the strategy. And this of it. is That's this why, is why like this is a great conversation because you can strategize. Yeah, this and, is why it's a great conversation. Can, because yeah, when I roll, when think I think ahead and prepare, I love that. When I play those games, here's how I play them: uh, no magic, <laughs> no buffs. Make my arms as strong as humanly possible. I want to be able to punch a dragon to death. And I can in Skyrim. Like, I go straight brawler in all those games. I go straight melee. Me too, but I give myself... I do too. That's why I like Witchers, because it's such a... a like, a, I'm, a, I'm a tank. I love being the tank. But I get to be the tank and the wizard in Witcher at the same time. Um, it's great. So let's talk about another uh, genre of video games that we both have access to, but I don't know how often we play it. We are both um, Vive owners, correct? Yes. How often yes, are yeah. you jumping into the virtual world? <laughs> uh, 
Well, I keep it in my guest house, and I don't go to my guest house very often, so there's that. But um, I don't know. Not not as often as I me, probably should. Me neither. And here's the thing with that. Like, when I first got my Vive, I was like, oh, so this is the single greatest technological advancement in my entire lifetime. I was like, this is going to change the world. And I spent, like, a solid month, like, living in there. And then I was like... All right, I guess I'm kind of I guess I'm kind of over that wonderful magic box that lives in my house at any time that I can escape to. It's so weird. It, like it, I guess it is kind of a gimmick. I've yet to And look, I have a lot of games in there that I enjoy playing, but it's a different kind of experience. You can't just passively play VR games. It, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I wish I really yeah. like I really like the um Justin Roiland games. So it's it's um accounting and trover saves the universe like those were super fun yeah. and experiential right like a vr game should last no more than two or three hours and i want it to be like uh, that that's i think when they're at their best you know there's a game i have called um uh, i say i think it's called i suggest you die or something like that and basically you're a spy and every level you're either stuck in a submarine or you're stuck in a car that's about to explode or you're stuck in an airplane that's crashing and you've got like five minutes to figure out how the fuck to stop it. Like, those are cool, the application-y games. I, yeah. I, I just wonder if we'll ever, I wonder if it will ever become mainstream enough that we'll see like a Mario game on VR. Um, I hope so. Honestly, though, like the VR games, unless I'm standing still or don't have to move fast at all they make me sick do they really i can't yeah like um like i can handle like like audio shield or audio saber i can handle escape rooms um but i downloaded this halloween maze one year i think last year or the year before that because i was like i'm sad that there were no cornfield mazes haunted cornfield <laughs> mazes in los angeles anymore and so I was like, "Fuck that!" I'm gonna download it on my on my Vive, and I did, and I thought I was gonna puke. Yeah, there's a couple. So my 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 Vive wasn't working perfectly for a little bit. Like I had to replace a, a component, and because of that, it was doing a lot of clipping. Hmm. And and basically, like I'd be in there and I'd be great and everything, and then suddenly the screen would just go, "No, I'm five feet over here," and my 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 balance disorder would go like, "Uh oh," and I would have to lay down for like two hours. <laughs> So it's hit or miss. Yeah. Like I got to be careful with that shit. From you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't even read in a car. I can't even like look at my phone in a car. It makes me so sick. Yeah. Are you are you a big? Are, were you ever a big car? You weren't a, a Game Boy person growing up. Then I take it. Um. When I well, I, like there wasn't a Game Boy really when I was a kid. Um. Because I'm forty. Um. But there, I I got. A, a Game Boy when I like got my first job and was like saving my own money and stuff. Um, but I really just got it to play Tetris and the Zelda games that were on the Game Boy. But other than like the Zelda games and the Mario games and Tetris, um, I didn't, you know, I, I, I like, I like console gaming. Like I like sitting on my couch in front of my TV and having some QT with my system. I hear you. I think the Game Boy came out a little earlier than you think it did. Maybe, but also... 89. I like food stamps. You know what I mean? You couldn't buy a Game Boy with food stamps? Isn't Shouldn't like 30 no. food stamps equal no. a Game Boy? 
No, no. <laughs> um, I, I had Game Boy. I had Game Gear too. Did you ever see that or know what that is? Uh, the Game Gear. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe so, it described it. To, oh, was that that headset thing? No. So Game Gear was Sega's answer to Game Boy. It was Sega's portable uh, system. It was no, I had color. It was fully. I was very anti Sega. It was fully color in a world where Game Boy was black and white. So it was like the most impressive right. thing of all time. The only issue was. You had to play it in complete darkness. Oh, you could not play yeah. a Game Gear in the sun or during the day because you could not see the screen at all. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. But I, I love, was also I very love prejudiced. My, I love know, my weird. Sega. I love my weird consoles that no one cared about. Like Dreamcast is still probably my favorite console of all time. I had a boyfriend who had a Dreamcast, oh, and I enjoyed greatest. his Dreamcast. And Anna had a boyfriend who had a 3DO. And the 3DO was really cool. You could play music CDs in your 3DO, and it would display fractals. To I remember that. that. Yeah, along to the music. Yeah, uh, PlayStation yeah. Two does that, I think. <laughs> Or PS3, really? yeah. If you ever try, we're like here. Our, we know acid's a thing these days. Yeah, let's you, uh, <laughs> let's help these people out. Even I think even now, if you try to play a song on PS3, it does that fractal menu thing, and you're like, all right, let's just go with it. I no want, way. Yeah, I want to see wow. what colors fucking this Beyonce song is or whatever. <laughs> that fractal shit was great. I'm sad that that doesn't exist. And screensavers. Remember when screensavers got like really cool. Yes. Yeah. You can still you can still do that shit on Max. Max still have cool screensavers. I think you get on PC too. I just remember when it was like de rigueur when everyone had a screensaver mm-hmm. and it was like everyone had their people were proud and excited yeah. about their cool screensavers. Yeah. What a world. What are you going to be playing um, coming up soon? Right. Because well, it sounds like we're, we're, um, we're I'm playing in- the new. I, I just downloaded the new Ori game. What's and I'm that? really excited about that. That's I had a little that, angel I boy. That. What is that? A little like angel boy or something? What's Ori? Um, Ori, he's like a an animal with long ears and a tail. And oh, I don't know this. You don't know Ori? No. Oh my god, Ori and the Blind Forest are was one of the best games that I've ever played in my life. It was beautiful. It was, you'd it love it, Matt. Um, yeah, I don't know this game at all. Ori and the Blind yeah, Forest. Yeah, it's an independent game. It's wonderful. I don't know what the name, let me let me look up what the name of the new Ori game is, but it also looks, it looks even Ah, well, here's why I don't know. Pre- here's why I don't know about uh-huh. it, Claire. It, Microsoft Studios. It's an Xbox exclusive. I've never had the chance to play it. Ah. I don't own an yes. Xbox. The only game, and, and you might be able to, the only game I genuinely have ever regretted not being able to play Xbox exclusive are the Fables games. Because mm. I heard they were really good, but the problem is now if I try to play them, they're going to be like 15 years old and super outdated. So I'm bummed about that. Yeah. But that's it. I never, I think Gears of War is the other big exclusive. I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know... Um, I I love the Ori games, um, or at least the first one. I found it on accident. I was just like, I wonder what independent games are like, and or, or like I I look at the store, whatever is happening in the store. I think I look at the Xbox store like every week just to see which new games are out, and I just like watch trailers and. Um, I do that. I'm, I'm really bummed about. Lo- yeah, I'm bummed. No, no E3 this year because that was always my favorite thing was the trailers. Yeah, yeah. 
I love E3. I'm bummed about a lot of Last year was the first year I hadn't gone in like 18 years. I only went once. And while it was cool, I was so, I I wanted to go my entire life. I remember hearing about it as a little kid. It used to be in Vegas, I think. And and I, my family worked in the casino industry. So like, I remember being so obsessed with E3 and trying to get in as a kid. And you could only go if you worked. This was, it only opened to the public like two years ago, right? Um, uh, yeah, but I, I mean, ago. I'd been going since 98 well, and it yeah, was yeah. always in Los Angeles. But, but that's what I mean. It moved to LA and, but it stayed private only. It was industry only until I think two years ago or so. Cause when I, I've only been once and it was maybe, I probably have my pass somewhere. Yeah. Let's see. 2013, I went to E3 and I got, I got like someone got me in or something and I was like, Oh my God, it was like sneaking into Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I was like, here we go. This is all I've wanted my whole life. And then I was like, oh, you can't get near these systems. There's like 10,000 people in line. So when I first started going, it it was industry only, um, but it was like before Hollywood really got a hold of video games. So it wasn't like... um, it was still you like, actually play video everything was there was accessible <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wish and yeah. um i had a um a friend who worked at a video game store like my local video game store the one that i went to my whole life in memphis and he just said that he he registered me to get a pass That's to awesome. go as an employee of like their local video game store. So that's how I was, that's how I got to, to go in. And then, and then when I moved to Los Angeles, it, it just like, I would, it just like always happened. Like there was always somebody I knew that was like, you want to go to E3? And I was like, yes, thank you. Thank God. I wish, <laughs> I wish. The closest I ever got to like video game glory was, I don't even remember the context. So Acclaim, do you remember that video game company? Acclaim, yeah. Yeah, so they were located in Long Island. They were headquartered. And when I was like maybe 9 or 10, my dad had to do some sort of business with them, I think. And I remember my dad brought me to their offices. And they I, remember, I must have been like 10 or 11, maybe. And they opened a door. And in a room were like five kids my age all playing video games I'd never seen before. And I was like, well, what's this? And they were like, oh, this is where we do playtesting. When a new game comes out, we have kids come in and test it out. Would you like to do that? And I was like, oh, my. Yeah, I'd like to fucking do that. That's the greatest thing that ever happened. Oh, my God. I can't believe this is happening to me. I don't know what ever happened. I never got a follow-up call. I never asked about it again. But there was a moment where, as a little kid, someone opened a door, and I, the world of little kid game testing became apparent to me. And then that door got shut really fucking quickly. But, oh, my God, I wish. Can you imagine if you were a kid and you got to, like, go and hang out and try all the new video games every week. Yeah, um, like that would have been amazing. A dream, Claire. Yeah, I wanted to play the I new had, NBA Jam when I was a little kid. Um, I think when I was in the sixth grade, maybe the fifth grade, um, there were these twins that went to our school that transferred to our school. Their father was military and had been stationed i don't i somewhere overseas i don't remember if it was japan or china but somewhere i guess it was japan because that's where nintendo was but um they brought back with them the japan version of the nintendo entertainment system japan yeah yeah in japan versions of the mario they brought back an early copy i think of mario brothers two or three i don't remember which one and it was different than yep. the one that we got 
and those kids became the most popular and talked about kids in the entire fucking school. So, if I'm correct, the original Japanese version of Super Mario 2 was just the exact same game as Super Mario 1 with new level layouts. And then what they did was they took another game that already existed whose name I can't remember. It's called like Don Conky's Magic Flute. And they ported Mario in as the character. That's why the bad guys in Super Mario 2 only exist in Super Mario 2. That's why there's no Bowser. That's why there's no castles. That's why it's that weird dream frog at the end. Because it was literally another video game and they just replaced the sprites with the Mario people. That's That's why you have to like harvest. I never knew that. That's why you're harvesting turnips and stuff instead of like, where are the Goombas? Right. And the way they justified it was like, oh, this is a dream Mario's having. But what? But that's oddly enough, yeah. oddly enough, if you want to get really specific with the video game history, because of that, that's how a f- that's how shy guys entered the Super Mario universe. And that's how Birdo, they weren't originally Mario characters. They got taken. Isn't that funny? They do a yeah. lot of shit like that. Like in the original Street Fighter in Japan, the main bad guy's name is is Balrog and the boxer is M. Bison. And the reason they changed it is because M. Bison and Mike Tyson were too fucking close for America. And Mike Tyson was like, I will sue you if you name an African-American boxer M. Bison in this game. So they went, all right, we'll just switch the names. Make the boxer Balrog and make the main bad guy M. Bison. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of like funny localization things that happen when, when games get ported overseas. Um, wow. What do I have coming up? Are you going to do Final Fantasy Remake? Oh, of course. Yeah, I've, I've got this special edition pre-ordered. <laughs> we've got we've got eight more days uh, and a hundred gigs worth of worth of download to go. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait. Cyberpunk, I'm super excited for, and that's and, and uh, I'd say Last of Us Two. Whenever that's happening, I'm incredibly excited for. Yeah. I don't know if you ever played Last of Us, but that was like a really special game. I didn't. I always meant to, and it just never happened. Oh, that's a game that like elevates itself to high art at a certain point, and you start crying, and you're like, what game am I playing? You know what I mean? Because at first it's just <laughs> zombie killing, mm-hmm. and then it turns really beautiful. Um, That's video gaming. Claire, we'd like to wrap up every episode with just a little, a little general talk. What are you eating? What are you doing to pass the time? How is your sleeping going? <laughs> Um, How are you finding the apocalypse? I sleep trained myself so long ago that my sleep is impenetrable. Your sleep is uh, uninterrupted. It it is unchanged. You are going to sleep at the same time and waking up at the same time. Every time, every day. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Since 1998. (laughs) Okay. 99. What what times are those for the people who are very curious? I'm a midnight to eight person. All right. Fair enough. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, what are you doing yeah. food wise? Um. Well, if uh, Seth and I don't make a very late breakfast of like just eggs and bacon or sausage and veggies, then um, oatmeal. I eat a lot of oatmeal. Oatmeal is like my go-to. If I want to be lazy, I just make oatmeal. Um, and then we eat. Uh, we eat. Like Blue Apron almost every night. We oh, that's still uninterrupted. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Lucky. We're very lucky. Yeah, yeah, it's lucky. Yeah. And and uh, yeah. what what are, what are you doing to try to stay sane <laughs> while self? Oh, we should say self isolation. Excuse me, self isolation report. 
I think day 22 on my end. I think you're right around there. Um, I, yeah, I started isolating, um, because we went to that wedding and so many people, um, have coronavirus. One person is, uh, in a, oh, that's right. is, is, yeah, is not, is still not doing really good. Um, and is now in a hospital in Dallas with, um, in a specialty, like hospital in Dallas with absolutely no connection to their family. But remember the pandemic so promise, bad. they're probably having a good time while they're there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They aren't <laughs> yeah. Here. yeah. Yeah. We want to make things not so. Sad. Yeah. We've been, we've been doing it since the 12th of March. Okay. So you're, you're, you're right around the same. What are you doing? You were the last person I saw. I know you, you were, you were literally the last person I saw before isolation. <laughs> and even then we, we like kept our distance that time we saw each other. I do think about that. <laughs> I remember us joking like, all right, well maybe not see you guys again. Or like, Hey, we no. I remember vividly being like, well, we got to keep doing this to stay sane. Right. And then no one's ever seen each other again for like a month. Ha ha ha, it's fun to laugh about these things. Um, what are you doing to stay sane? I know you got a lot of cleaning projects going on. Give people some advice who are who are struggling. What what are you doing to, to fill the days? Um, I you know, um I am just uh I still well, I still have voiceover auditions that I'm doing probably every day, which takes up a little bit of time. I've been FaceTiming with my family and with friends more than I have in my entire life. Um, Seth and I did uh, uh, the the Hogwarts castle and Legos. I've been doing puzzles. I've picked um, not every day, but just about every day, a different um, organizational project to do. I love that on the days that I don't organize and clean then I play video games um I've been baking I've been um you know just trying to keep those busy are, those are a lot of good ideas folks do any two of those and, and you'll be busy for a day so yeah you said you've been making <laughs> you've been making like chore lists right like that's a smart idea. oh we, yeah we we need we schedules yeah, we, mm -hmm. I yep. was so happy we, that uh, me and you had a scheduled recording today me too. Because someone too. was like, what are you up to? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've got a thing at 11. Thank you. I'm very busy. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I loved when I woke up today and I saw that I had three scheduled things. That's awesome. On yeah. my, I was like, yeah, great. We crave structure as human beings and we crave we distraction and video games are a great help for that. And so was this wonderful chat with you, Claire. Where can folks, you've been doing a lot of stuff. Uh, th this is the wrap-up part. Uh, a, where can folks find you online and all that stuff? But you should also promote all of your appearances that you've been doing lately. You've got like a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm at Claire Grant everywhere. No I in Claire. Um, and let's see. Um, tomorrow is Friday. So tomorrow is the season finale of DC all DC universe, all-star games that I've been doing for the DC universe app, which is, um, a role-playing, a paper and pen role-playing game like dungeons and dragons, but set in the DC world based off of an eighties RPG DC comics game that happened. Um, and we revived it and it was really fun with, um, uh, Xavier Woods and Freddie Prince Jr. and Sam Witwer and um, 
and and someone else we don't care about. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. no. Can we cut out my banking yes, part? Yes. And Vanessa, and Vanessa Marshall. Uh, it's been really. That's really fun. I had a lot of fun playing that. Um, we had to put our Star Wars role playing game oh, yeah. for the network gag head that I um, help work on with Freddie Prince Jr. Freddy's and John Lee Brody, right? yeah. where we do lots of gaming, um, online streaming gaming. And then also um, Change Hand is still recently on Hulu and that's happening. Yeah, everyone who and... didn't hear that, yeah, Changeland, um, if you listen to uh, Bunny Ears, you heard Seth Green and Brecken Myers talk about that. That's Seth Green's directorial debut. Claire is one of the stars of the film. Uh, you play Dory. Um, I play Dory. Check it out. It's on Hulu right now, right? Yeah, and, and, and also starring Matt Cohen oh, stop. as BFF to Randy Orton. <laughs> I have a cameo, let's say. Uh, <laughs> another huge video gamer, Randy Orton. Ah, so I love him. He was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so that's that, ladies and gentlemen. Find all the things she do, play all the games she do. Thank you for coming, Claire. <laughs> Thanks, man. Enjoy the rest of your uh, end of the world. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm Matt Cohen. This has been my guest, Claire Grant. Stay happy. Stay stain. Stay stain, guys. I can't do it anymore. Stay happy. Stay sane. <laughs> stay inside. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>